I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. This is what is coming at us. This is coming at us. One good thing. I'm Paul. Paul. Grown-ups too. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Golden Raspberry, 7%. Paul, what fuck? The first thing is the moose. Yes, of course. Um, we have Adam Sandler in his house. Yes, he's in um, bed next to his summer hayek. He wakes up and in the room is a moose. Yes, and he turns to her and he nudges her and says... I think your mother-in-law is visiting from Mexico. (laughs) She looks at the moose and begins screaming. And the moose rears up on its hind legs. And as we all know, it would do in this situation. It begins to urinate onto Adam Sandler's face. This summer. All over Adam Sandler's face. Into his face. Screaming Adam Sandler's face. Who cannot close his mouth. Who cannot close his mouth urinating all over Adam Sandler's face and once he's done urinating all over Adam Sandler's face Mm. he breaks into the bathroom where Adam Sandler's son is masturbating (laughs) yes in the shower and he urinates all over his face yes his masturbating son's masturbating face his son who is masturbating with his penis the son of masturbation yes is is Peter Pond all over his face Yes. Kevin James has a son who can't do maths, mm-hmm. but his wife is is unable to stand up to him and sort of confront him with this, and so they lie about his lack of maths ability. Yes, he is an idiot child. Yes. He is an idiot child with nonsense speak. Yeah. He's a stupid idiot child. Understandably, as a result, Kevin James prefers to spend time with his mother. What? Um, a grown yes. man who enjoys spending time with his mother, um, which is a hilarious uh, proposition. Meanwhile, Paul, what would happen if I drank poison? It, it would maybe put you in hospital where Netflix would be available, including a copy of Grown Ups 2. Christopher Rock mm. has remembered his wife's anniversary. He and... hides the anniversary present yes. in his son's diaper. His dancing son's diaper. Yes, he does a dance whenever the son defecates. Which involves wiggling his diaper filled with feces around the place. Mm. With excrement in and around his ass. And the wife has forgotten the anniversary. That is correct. And this gives Chris Rock the advantage in the game of marriage. There is one last dad that you must meet. He is played by David Spader. Mm-hmm. He I think sleeps, it's Spade. He sleeps around and has an illegitimate son he didn't know about mm-hmm. who arrives at a train station and turns out to be burly and a large man. That is all four dads now you've met. 
the bus arrives to pick up their children, but the bus driver is played by Nick Swardson. Imagine. I don't have to. (laughs) That's true. There he is. He's doing not one crazy thing, not seven crazy things, but 58 discrete crazy things with his body and his face and voice showing us that he's crazy. He is high and has some form of learning disability. This summer. And a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. And 55 more things. Salma Hayek must attend a yoga class with a woman with very large muscles. What? Who they make fun of for that. And rightly so, because it is unusual and not what Adam Sandler looks like. No. Many of the people of this film do not look like Adam Sandler. And are therefore deserving of pity and ridicule. Especially a woman who just wanted to better herself. A beautiful woman with beautiful, large, disgusting muscles is a disgusting woman. Don't make me sick. What if I made myself sick? What would happen? You would be How excused. How sick would I have to make myself? You would be excused from this room to tidy yourself and make yourself presentable to Adam Sandler. And you would then return to the room to continue this podcast. John Lovitz attends the yoga class and pretends to be the instructor, getting the women to shimmy and jiggle. Shaking their breasts and their bottoms and their vaginas. Yes, he gets them to wiggle their vaginas at him. He is dressed like a cleaner and the women believe that he is the yoga instructor. The instructor is a homosexual, which makes it okay that the women find him attractive. Imagine that. Men may find heterosexual women who are not their wives attractive, and it's fine. A woman who lusts after a man who is not gay is a whore. Witch! But he's gay, luckily. Thank God. So, when the women are outraged that they cannot... Suck his penis. In a provocative way. Yes. This is fine. Yes. And we wonder what is going on in Adam Sandler's world. Let's head over to Adam Sandler's world now. (coughs) He's at the mall with his friends. And not just any mall, mind you. It is a Kmart. Shit. A Kmart. It's the best of them. Because Adam Sandler enjoys going there. To visit his annoying bald friend. Yes. Who is bald and wears glasses and prosthetics to make himself look uglier. And when confronted with some aspect of his appearance that does not meet the standards of Kevin James. The Adonis. The Adonis Kevin James will say what in a prolonged and high-pitched tone. Like this. What? There's also a cross-eyed guy at the mall. Oh, yes. Aha, aha, aha. He is in a lot of Adam Sandler films. Is there a chance he might genuinely have some sort of eye condition? Eye 
couldn't get a definitive answer on that. There was one picture where he didn't have an eye condition. Could have been a fluke! It could have been pure chance. Yes. The sheer chance that he might have actually been a person Mm. with an impairment fills me with giggle cum. This summer! Sloshing around. Yes. Like Like a brimming glass. The anticipation of laughing later at this fact fills me with joy. And laugh we will, because not only does he have cross eyes in this film like he does in every film, he is also mentally challenged. Yes. Which is fantastic. At the school, the annoying guy's son, who has a similar hair, nose, and mouth condition, asks out Chris Rock Dad's daughter. Yes. She is attractive. She's very attractive because she's a woman. Only men may wear hideous prosthetics, for yes. the most part. And boy, does this child have them. Gap teeth. Gap tooth. Gap hair. A Ronald McDonald haircut. Yes. A big, bulbous rubber nose. Yes. And he also says, what? Precisely like that. Yes, he is a monster. But he succeeds in asking out the girl, which is the funniest thing I've ever thought about. The gym teacher climbs a rope and has a hairy ass, which is fully displayed by his tight shorts. He has a hairy ass. My word, is it hairy, Paul? And we can see close. In the next scene, Shaquille O'Neal as a cop. That is the sole purpose of the scene. Then there is a ballet recital. Boy, oh boy, this is my favourite scene. Mine too, my fellow heterosexual man. I've got a boner just thinking about it. Do you think that I could choke on it if I tried hard enough? That would be difficult to position and would look embarrassing on a death certificate. At this stage... Anything is a bonus. So, this is the ballet recital. Our joint one good thing, the raison d'etre. The fils de pute de pauvre con. Because you see the ballet dance instructor has remarkably large breasts. <laughs> How large? As large as Shaquille O'Neal. Her breasts were as large as the gym teacher's ass was hairy. Yes. As she provocatively shimmied and wiggled. What? Her breasts. Mm -hmm. During the children's ballet recital. (laughs) Yes. The children's ballet recital. Yes, there is a joke here I'd like to make clear. The dads are at the ballet recital to watch the little girls dance their little girls, their children to dance, and they've got cameras to capture the moment to relive it forever. Their little girls dancing gracefully and beautifully, showing off what they have learned and what they have been excited about, and just expressing themselves through an exciting new medium and showing the fellowship between them. But the instructor has very large breasts, and the men become sexually aroused by the large breasts, anticipating sexual intercourse with the large-breasted woman. They want to fuck her in her boobs 
with their penises. They want to shove their Kevin James style cocks in between her breasts. To the extent that they all but forget about their daughters. As any proper man would. So as the teacher who we did point out has very large breasts. Did we point that out, Paul? Even as she is crab walking Mm. and crawl towards the audience like a sexy tiger. Yes. The dads do not notice when their six-year-old daughters do exactly the same thing. The punchline of all of that was that she is in a heterosexual relationship with the wrestler Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Who used to beat up Adam Sano at school. Yes. It didn't work. But one can dream. (laughs) What if I were to get beaten up by Stone Cold Steve Austin? How hard do you think he'd have to beat me before I could be excused? (sighs) He seems to actually be quite a nice guy. I'm not sure he'd be inclined to do that. Oh, but what if I insulted his mum or his big bum? His mum or his big bum. Um, or his mum's big bum. Oh, that Probably might do very it. Sensitive yeah. About that. I, I imagine that's a real sore spot for him. If I danced around him shouting, oh, I'm big bum Steve Austin. I hope I don't get my bum all over the world. And I suppose that just winds me up in the hospital with Grown yeah, Ups 2 on repeat. With Grown Ups 2 on repeat, which is what they prescribe for severe head punch now. They're at the fair. They're at the fair after that. Having a deleted scene. Having all of the deleted scenes at once. But one of the scenes that was too good to be cut from the film involved a man operating an ice cream machine. Only the machine is malfunctioning. He has to climb a pont to operate the the levers at the rear. Yes. From the perspective of Adam Sandler... Chris Rock, Kevin James, and the other one. It looks as though he is shitting himself. This summer chocolate ice cream drips between his legs. It squirts from the top of the triangle formed by his legs. Just below his rectum. Yes. Um, The men, the dads, dads one and all, go to a very high point that they used to dare each other to jump off of when they were young. Only they realise that this territory now belongs to a frat group headed by Zac Efron and Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick. Zac Efron? (sighs) Taylor Lautner. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Also flanked by Milo Ventimiglia. Do you remember him from Heroes? He's back. They force the men to jump off of the height naked. They all land on their testicles. Whilst getting their car fixed, David Spade climbs into a tyre and rolls down a hill. It lasts for exactly three minutes. Until he is stopped by Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, by Shaq himself. At which point the David Spade in the tyre, projectile vomits onto another policeman. Absolutely. Paul Blart is unfortunately discovered to actually be quite fond of his mum by his wife. How embarrassing. How humiliating. 
I wish I were fucking dead if I were him. I would immediately murder myself if I were Kevin James. (laughs) Kevin James leaves with the wife. The wife confronts him about having lied for ages. Ultimately, though, this is her fault. This is her fault for this. This is, she is at fault. And so she apologises by taking him through a provocatively sexy car wash. Only there is a mishap. Kevin James and Mrs. Kevin James mm-hmm. must experience the male car wash, which is largely populated by writers and characters from Saturday Night Live, including, but by no means limited to, Andy Samberg. There was also a man with glasses. There was a man with glasses. It was horrific. Mm. It is decided that there shall be a party at Adam Sandler's house that will be 80s themed, but will in no way look like something from the 80s. It will very quickly degenerate into a naughty era pool party. David Spade dad licks a woman's bulging muscles, much to the amusement of everyone. Mm. The annoying guy's wife has a similar prosthetic nose and haircut to a... Her husband and son. And catchphrase. And catchphrase. What? That's the phrase. Nick Swadson is dressed as Boy George. How humiliating to be dressed as a homosexual. Do you know what is even more humiliating than dressing as a homosexual? I can't fathom. It's being one, which is what Nick Swadson is revealed to be, which obviously explains his erratic behaviour and his drug abuse. Steve Buscemi, noted actor, character, actor, actor, character, actor, is dressed as a rapper. The Flavor Flav. Specifically, Flavor Flav. Steve Austin helps Adam Sandler's son learn a lesson by proving that Adam Sandler can beat up so-called Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler. He goes along with it because he's a nice man. And of course, the most important lesson that you can teach a child in this day and age is that not only is strength the highest virtue, but the ability to cause harm to others. Yes, the wife actually learns the lesson that sometimes humility is the best thing. Mm. The son does not. He grows up to be a violent criminal. There is a massive fight at the pool between the party goers and the frat boys. A lot of fighting happens. Adam Sandler does a farter sneeze and a cough at the same time. Salma! Just before having sex with Salma Hayek. And the movie concludes. (sighs) Oh, that this too, too sullied flesh would melt, for and resolve itself into a dew. Or that the Everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. Oh, God. God. How weary, stale, flat and unprofitable seem to me all the uses of this world. Things rank and gross in nature possess it merely. (laughs) That it should come to this. Fuck this film! I just did a burp snap! Fuck it! Fuck me! What is this? Eat my fucking face with a cleaver. With a dog's vagina. On the cleaver. You've birthed my own shit. Fuck everything right in its own vision hole. Fuck integrity. (laughs) Fuck docker shorts. 
Fuck trainers. Fuck Kmart. Fuck Nick Swardson. Fuck you, Nick Swardson. Fuck the whole Sandler fucking dynasty. <sighs> wow. It was very good when he burped, farted, and sneezed at the same time, though. It made me want to tread everything I had. It, 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 it felt like being punched in the testicles. You know what it's it- like? I recently discovered that there was a practice among sort of upper echelons of our society that we laughably live in called hot-legging. Right. You know what that is? No, do enlighten me. Um, It's when a Bullington boy guy dances with a girl and attempts to urinate down her leg as they dance close to each other. That's smart. Yeah, that's what this feels like. It feels like frat boy bullshit. It feels like mm. you fell asleep on the sofa and you wake up and there's an anus over your face farting into it. That's grown-ups too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was probably the most offensive film I've ever seen. And I don't mean that in a, oh, that was too gross for me. Yeah. I mean it in that it was the laziest, yeah, sort of most contrived bullshit. <sighs> the biggest insult was that they would think anybody would laugh. Just that there's no jokes. It's the Paul Blart thing of there being no jokes. Like, none of the riffing goes anywhere because everyone is so fucking lazy. No one brings anything to it, and then insert in its stead just the vilest shit you can think of. I mean, was a single joke set up that entire movie? Was there was there one? The Does, fact that they all have weird hair? Every joke, every fart, every ball scraping mm. catchphrase. Yep. It it was it was a visual, auditory, yeah, olfactory nightmare. Yeah. Everything felt like I was having fingers dug into my holes. The whole film is a series of scenes where people thought, "Oh, that's weird or that's disgusting. Yeah. Let's let's do that." They're all they're all awful people. Yeah, dreadful people all the way through this. Dreadful characters and as you'd expect, played by a lot of familiar faces. We've got mm. some OGT men for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have indeed. Adam Sandler. I didn't think it would take you this long. Welcome, John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. Oh, morning for a lost career, and possibly the most deserving OGT three man of the lot, Nick Svartson. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Nick fucking Swartson. Yes. You make me feel like Donald Trump standing at any border. Welcome. Don't let the door hit your stupid ass on the way in. <laughs> God almighty, hello Nick Svartan, you absolute punk. Strike two, Steve Buscemi, you yeah. watch yourself. You're this close to a bruising, mate. I don't know what's going on, Steve yeah. Buscemi, but you best keep an eye on that shit. And obviously Jackie Sandler gets a fourth yeah, rendition. Fourth. Because, well, well fucking done. Yeah. You, owe, you obviously owe Adam Sandler something. I don't know why he's making you be in all of these films, unless you're asking, in which case, you're just wrong human. <laughs> Badman. Yeah. With all of these terrible movies, the Kevin James uh, vehicles, the David Spade yes. vehicles, the Adam Sandler vehicles, um, all with two wheels, two square wheels, yeah. they all have their own particular brand of, of, of comedy. <laughs> and this film mm. is is like Clash of the Fucking Titans, where yeah. all of these brands of comedy have just like come together in a sticky, cummy mess. Yeah, and uh, but Chris Rock's like in there with his snappy style and his good delivery, but there's nothing to deliver, so he's just nothing. He's easily the least. I think he's probably the least 
aside from what the his character's been given to do as a job, he's mm. the least offensive performance in the film. But he's got nothing. Yes. Did you know that uh, actually apparently he was so bored during the recording of this that he wrote a screenplay um, for another film which was very well received. <laughs> oh, was that um, Top 5? That's, or... that's it, yeah. Yeah, great. There's no subtlety to any of this. There's just no understanding of comedy. There's no... no sense of of what a joke is so when you put them together and they're ad-libbing but they're not telling any jokes they're just talking about they're just saying nothing yeah they're saying nothing and they've put they've crammed just enough sort of exploitative shit to fill the trailer with and somehow okay somehow people are coming away from this thinking they like it so Mm. this this is really we've got to get into our raison d'etre here we're here to sort of look at things from a positive light so i have got here some people who really love this movie okay some reviews from imdb Let's go through this and see if we can get into the mindset here of why someone could watch what we just watched and come to the conclusion that it is not the worst film ever made, which I'm out there in saying this is. I I mean, definitely the worst film I've ever seen. Worst film I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, this is from uh, Dave Lomas, uh, 84. From the synopsis, it was pretty clear what type of film it is, and it didn't fail. Uh, Okay, I think he meant to put a comma in here, but he didn't, so it's just... Easygoing in your face comedy that you will love and enjoy. <laughs> Easygoing in your face <laughs> just goes right in there, easy. But the like, thing a, is, like a profiterole. Even if it was easygoing, comma in your face, is that not an oxymoron? Like easygoing and in your face, aggressive but mellow. He continues. Why every film has to be criticised to the point of almost certain failure in some respects is beyond me. It's nice to watch a film and then just remember you'd seen it. And not have to go to work the next day debating about how he acted, how she, how well she played the part of how the story may have died towards the end. Oh. Life's too short, people. Watch, laugh, and move on. So I hate Dave Lomas84 very much. Yeah, I wish he were dead. Yeah, very much so. Um, he, On a personal level, I really dislike him. I feel like if we met, I would become very annoyed by his presence. Because he's saying you shouldn't be thinking so hard about films. Mm. And he's doing that awful thing that people do. And I really hate this. Oh, you didn't enjoy it because you're just, you're picking it apart. No, I'm picking it apart because I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I am perfectly able to enjoy a film on a visceral level. And we use these long words and we think about it and we dissect it to figure out why. Yeah. It's not why we don't like it or do like it. We don't, we didn't like, I don't like The Seventh Seal because I sat down, wrote an essay and found that the only natural conclusion I could come up with was that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked it because it did things inside of me. Well, Grown Ups 2 also did things inside of me, but it's kind of like being like drugged unconscious and then being rooted around in, in like midnight. Like a handbag. And then waking up in a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, knowing there's like a pair of hands has been inside me. Yeah. So I don't feel like Dave Lomas has illuminated anything here. Let's let's move on. Okay. Dave Hint David Hinton. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of Dave's in this, <laughs> I'm afraid. Sorry. I'm just an average bloke and uh <laughs> I think it was a masterpiece. Oh like Dave Cameron. Love him. <laughs> uh sorry, Dave's. Um You need to have seen the f- okay, this is the problem here, you see? This oh okay. Is- okay. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. You need to have seen the first one to fully appreciate this sequel. This was a sequel. Mm. Like, I read the thing, and it said something like, after having the best year of his life three some, three years earlier. Like, were the events of the first one, I know we don't know what they are, but was it ever even obvious to you that we had missed anything? 
Did there you was... ever get a sense that we had missed some sort of great adventure? Um, I don't think there was any reference to the first film at no. all. Mm. Think of how crazy that is. Mm. What other sequel could you watch where it's just like nothing there was not a trace left behind of the previous one it genuinely blows my mind uh, you makes you wonder what is it david dugan or dugan? david oh the uh, director yeah oh god it's another david yeah oh god oh it's a it's a dave spiracy there's a problem here there is a dave spiracy going yeah. on watch out daves <laughs> R- wrong to you <laughs> they're absorbing you into their collective consciousness <laughs> like the pod people look out daves <laughs> If your if your borders are looking a bit murky in the mirror, you're being assimilated. <laughs> Dave simulated. And don't assume you're safe if you're David. David Houston wasn't. Hinton, whatever. <laughs> he goes on. Even now, having watched it a dozen times, what the fuck? <laughs> There's still bits that you only just pick up. I'm sure there are. I'm sure if we watch we, we watched it tomorrow, there'd be all new layers of horror <laughs> waiting to grow out of our faces. Mm-hmm. The good thing about these films. Is the enjoyment the kids get from them. Oh my god. And they too will watch them over and over again. <laughs> Doesn't that chill your fucking marrow? Cool child support. They, they, we've was, got a bad dad. We've got a horrible dad. They wanted to keep this available to children mm. with the heaving breasts and fucking shit jokes. Mm. Now, I can't help but feel that the BBFC, who tend to be a little bit more interpretive, mm. would allocate this higher rating because of its inappropriate themes for yeah. anyone. People have these roles, right? Yeah. Women, uh, basically nothing but... Large breast havers. Yeah. Or like, obsessive crazy ex-girlfriends. Yeah, posts for big breasts yeah. and people with like severe mental problems. Four guys shooting the shit. Yeah. Shooting the fucking shit out of their stupid faces. Yeah, you can relate to these yeah. guys. You want to have a beer with these guys. And it's yeah. like. And the worst thing is, every one of them is just sort of fear coming off of them. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah, she had massive tits. <laughs> the yeah. world's changing so fast, I don't know how to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just horror at the heart yeah. of them. They have these lady boys now. <laughs> have you heard of such a thing? <laughs> it scares me how much it excites me. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got. Okay. That didn't really help either because the idea of this being okay for kids is horrifying. Mm-hmm. See Hiki, also IMDb. Okay. This silly movie even had a great story. It reminds us of how lost we've become. It was really odd how hi- how on the spot it was. The part about the little boy who picked up the rock uh, but didn't seem to know what to do with it struck me as sad for today's kids. What? The what? The rock! Does she mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> when you... does a kid pick up a rock and doesn't know what to do with it? They go on. I don't... I don't... Okay. What the fuck? Um, it made me long for childhood. It made me happy to remember. It makes me want to call some old friends. And it makes me wonder how we all survived in such a once carefree world, so vastly different from the world we built for our children. What? The world containing grown-ups too. <laughs> Why yeah, would not you... carefree if this shit can go out to kids? Why would you? Th- why would you see grown ups too and think, "God, that harks back to a simpler age well, that's where like... men were men"? <laughs> Maybe they just saw the poster because the implication is the poster had like pictures of them when they were kids. Yeah. So the idea is meant to be they've all grown up, mm. and this is going to be some sort of mediation, like this is forty or something about you know mm. the different. Oh, we were kids back then, but now we're this, and look how different we are, and our kids are going through the same thing we were. Yeah. There is zero, zero percent of this movie dedicated to that. 
There's no, no, there's nothing. I'm not exaggerating. There's nothing that implies. I don't remember a line. There's a bit where they look through like pictures of themselves as kids. Yeah. But they make fun of themselves and their haircuts and are saying like nasty things that aren't funny. What kind of horrific Jeremy. fucking childhood would you have had to have had to have harkened to have been reminiscent <laughs> because of this film? Oh, I remember being crushed in the face by a brick. Yeah. <laughs> If this movie was about overcoming masculine culture and the yeah. weird shit they put each other through, yeah. like, hey, I love my mum and I like seeing her and I need to try and make space in my life to see my wife and my mum. Yeah. You know, great. And also, I should probably stand up to my kid and say, sorry, yeah. you're doing that maths wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not as good at this as you think you are. Mm. That's okay. You're probably good at other shit. Yeah. Like, you are good at other shit. They find out he's a piano fucking prodigy. He's at a the savant. End. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is good, good yeah, for him. Right. But he's suddenly, he's suddenly massively relieved that his child isn't an idiot. Yeah, and, and like, that's the joke. Yeah. And then, you know what? He burps, farts, and shits himself at the same time and says, see, that's genius. And yeah. then walks away having done nothing oh, to encourage his Oh, Kevin child. James, we missed you. Thank fuck. In this world of things where everyone has to be ugly, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like, um... No, it's the same thing we described in Paul yeah, Blatt, in, in Paul Blatt, Blatt. too. It's, it's, it's just they've made them ugly, yeah. and because the people, the characters in it believe them to be ugly, they are. Yeah. You know, like a, a fat guy in a very tight shirt. Yeah, it's just that they're, they're being exploited. Yeah, it it just it just makes me so sad, which is not mm. good for a comedy podcast. No, it makes me very sad because we watched Chris Murrell, who played the 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 bodybuilding woman in Grown Ups yeah. Two, who was who was body shamed by mm. the rest of the the rest of the women, um, from Jackie Sandler, Sam Hayek, Maya Rud- Rudolph. E- everyone else well, women- everyone because they all yeah. laugh at him when David Spader when he's like licking her he finds her attractive yeah, yeah and th- it blows my mind that women would participate in that would, in this film yeah this- would would be yeah. given that script and go yes that's great let's do this hey let's not you know let's not be sexist here women have just as much chance as men to be absolutely fucking horrible yeah true and they were they succeeded they I'm surprised that what was her name participated though like the the, the bodybuilder herself, because it's like, hey, yeah, exactly. You know how you're quite she, that is natural, right? It wasn't prosthetics or anything. Um, no, I'm. Even if it's yeah. like a situation where it's like, hey, you've got a sense of humor about yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, of course I have. We're just gonna laugh at you and who you are. Maybe she did it for money, and maybe it's it's mm. it's not sad, but for her personally, but for the whole for for the like wider world of sexuality and yeah, and, and and women and who gender. like to build themselves, yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why make that a, a like a running joke? That was one of the very few running jokes in 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 the film. It's mm. the closest we get to a setup. Was that hey, this woman who who is doing absolutely yeah. nothing, nothing beyond bettering herself. Yeah, she is the point of all of our derision. Yeah, because well, when they all they all they all have they all have their like bones of contention with everybody else. They're all squabbling, yeah. but they can all agree that she looks weird. Yeah. It's disgusting. It, it's really gross. It's, it's genuinely fucking harmful, I think. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it, we can't defend this movie. We can't swing this around and say yay for this movie because it is really quite genuinely... It's abhorrent. It's abhorrent. It's saying that comedy should be derived from people who are different. There's a very standardized sense of normal and that people who divert from it are inherently funny because they're yeah. wrong. And that's gross. There's so many threads going on, it's hard mm. to get to the heart of them, but this isn't innocuous. No. Like Mother's Day's threads were. No. Which ultimately still had the heart that mothers are a good thing, no matter what shape and size they come in. And this leads me on to a very interesting quote given by David Duggan, the director, in an interview. So he was asked about grown-ups and mm. uh, working with Adam Sandler and the criticism it received. To hate grown-ups is just ludicrous. It's a funny movie. We didn't mean it to be anything else but a hangout movie where you go sit down and get a lot of laughs from a bunch of guys hanging out. 
I don't give a fuck what critics think. I give a fuck that almost every one of my movies opens up number one and makes a giant profit for the studio and people buy them, rent them, quote them and have a good time seeing them. As for Adam Sandler, how fucking dare anybody say that he's a shitty entertainer? Now, ask what an entertainer is and does. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's not make money is the first thing. It it really does upset me, this. This makes me feel feel very alien from everyone. Because it's like, people did go see this. It did get to number fucking one at the box office. People paid money to go watch this. Mm -hmm. Made its budget back and then some. Oh, Christ, it, it did well. Yeah. It did very well at the box office, mm-hmm. you know, and, oh, God, thank God bless you for this year. This year, shitty comedy like this has been going right down the fucking tank. Mm. It's perfectly possible to do a gross-out yeah. comedy that has some, like, some heart there or some, yeah. some really funny, affectionate moments. Yeah. But it's that Adam Sandler chose not to. He chose and not to. And Duggan chose not yeah. to. Because he doesn't give a fuck. That's really yeah. the most important part of what was said there. He doesn't give a fuck about critics, yeah. but he doesn't give a fuck about quality. He gives a fuck about people coming and buying tickets. Yes, but then at the same time, I, he doesn't give a fuck about those people who come and buy tickets. No. It's a product. Yeah. The the, the biggest, the most offensive mm. thing about this movie is not the, the, the content of the jokes. It's yeah. not the stereotyping or the, the, the meanness of it. It's the fact that none of them give a fuck. Yeah. And they could do something better with it, but they choose not to. Yeah, that's and, ultimately what we're coming down to here. And it's just, I have a little list of here, things here that we can quick fire, but in mm. some ways it feels like philosophically we shouldn't. I think we have to morally and spiritually justify why we're going to do this first. Yeah. And I need to return to our mission statement. Yeah. W- why one good thing? We start our podcasts with the Herzog quote. Yeah. The Herzog quote urges you not to look away from things like WrestleMania. Okay. Don't look away from the vulgar things because it's what people enjoy. It's what is coming at us. It's what the studios are putting out and what the people are lapping up. Mm. You mustn't look away. Mm. Because way too many people watch great movies Mm. and say, oh yeah, but how did Batman get back into Gotham City? You know, and they'll focus on that one detail and it'll just ruin the whole thing. And it's like anything that doesn't get said is assumed to be good. Mm. And we wanted to do the opposite. Like You shouldn't just assume what is left unsaid is good. You should say the good. Yeah. And focus on good things because it's important. Mm. You shouldn't just, you know, go through life cynically. Yeah. I mean, and, and so for this, you, you you have to allow for the fact that a lot of people found it enjoyable. Yes. A lot of people got enjoyment out of it. There are people who really appreciate this kind of thing. Yeah. It's just four guys mm. hanging out together, mm. having the kind of talks that you might have with your yeah. friends. Joking about things that maybe you're not allowed to joke about anymore. And just being a little bit fearless with that. Yeah. It's painfully unfunny to us. And I don't I don't think people watching this and laughing at it with it are doing it out of spite. Comedy subverts expectations or it, yeah. and, it, and it surprises people. Mm. Some people's expectations are subverted by by this film. I think that's maybe our biggest problem, is that none of our expectations were subverted. We expected this, and it happened. This is the first film that not only met our low expectations, it knocked every single pin into a black hole. Yeah, this is the worst film that we've covered so far yeah. and the worst film i've ever seen in my yeah. life i that's so why are we finding one good things we're finding one good things in this because lots of other people enjoyed it 
and we can't just call them all homophobes and yeah. people who hate and racists and whatever else and idiots yeah. and you know people who are brain damaged you know we can't because then we're getting into sana territory yeah we're doing the same as he is we're just dismissing people who are different from us and yeah you are you are our brothers ye who love grown-ups mm. too and sisters christ <laughs> <laughs> you are you're, you're yeah. our friends and we want to know why you enjoyed this so Let's first of all establish the common ground. Let's talk about the things that we enjoyed. Let's quick fire. There was one moment of extreme physical pain that was caused to Nick Swardson that I enjoyed. Okay. He's comatose in the bus and Adam Sandler um, accelerates and his comatose body slides down the aisle and smashes headfirst into the back of the bus. And it wasn't that I laughed, but I thought that the stunt was very good. Some care had gone into doing that. Yeah. Okay. There's a um, Kevin James line that I thought was um, amusing. I guess it seemed like he put effort into. Mm. Um, after the maths thing, where his son can't do maths, is he a little boy or a computer? Cause... <laughs> oh, like the pool blot. Yeah, but it's it's really contrived him doing it. Like him doing the fake laugh is really contrived, and yet him saying the line is really awkward. So I I figured, oh, okay, he's put some effort in there. Okay, some energy gone into. That terrible line that wasn't funny. Okay, so there's some remnants of pride yeah. scattered about this, like yeah. urine on a gent's toilet floor. Yeah. Um, actually, the same the same scene when he talks about, yes, um, the little confidence can't hurt anyone. His, his kid turns around and goes, confidence, Q-R-A-B-A-C-Y, confidence. That was probably the only set-up joke in the whole thing. There was, there was a moment with the gym teacher with a very hairy ass. Well, in order for him mm. to show off his ass, he has to like be up somewhere high. Yeah. But the the setup to that joke was him saying, "Um, why are you two quiet down back there? Who wants to watch me climb a rope?" It's like I'm a gym teacher. Yeah, here's a gym teacher thing. Like it was a crap in that way, which I liked. Yeah, on its own, it was perfect. Yeah, and yeah, it was just just shame that it was immediately ruined by a close up of his hairy ass. Yeah, it was just a reason to have that. Yeah, yeah. when Chris Rock's son is having his driving test. The tester, Steve Buscemi, um, is under the impression that he's taking a driving test drunk. Mm. And he says, taking your driver's test while intoxicated? Minus five points. And it's minusing five points instead of failing him. Yeah, there's a joke in there. It's an actual joke. Another moment which I found nice, but turned out only to be a setup for a dreadful moment, Mm -hmm. was when the boys were um, at the beach party and they were about to go down there. And they'd been given a couple of beers by a, uh, an attractive girl and said, hey, come down. And um, they, they both said, um, I don't think I'm ready for beer. And the other guy, rather than say, what are you, some sort of pussy or something? Yeah. Uh, you know, like Adam Sandler style, says, okay, man, let's dump the beers and then we'll go down there and pretend that drunk. Yeah. Which, uh, first of all, is really sweet. Mm. It's sweet that the boys don't want to get drunk and they both, neither of them want to get drunk and they're not going to pressure each other into doing it. Yeah. Um, it's also s- fun, s- has the potential to be funny these two boys who have never been drunk before are going to go down and pretend to be drunk like i imagine the broadest thing you've ever seen but it actually doesn't even manifest at all yeah um but then it is, it's just a setup to a gap because they pull the beers out while standing with their legs apart it looks like they're peeing yeah probably probably my favorite thing about it was mm. um taylor lawn as a th- taylor Law- ah 
probably my favourite thing about it was uh, Taylor Lautner's athleticism. Yeah, man. He, he was really going for it. He's got some skills. He's got some real skills. He's either a break dancer or a gymnast or breakness. A breakness. Gym dancer. Yeah. And Gym- he's he's <laughs> he's flipping about, he's spinning, he's doing... Con- There's one scene yeah, where he's just doing constant backflips to try and intimidate <laughs> um the the people. Yeah, which has, even has a moderately funny line out of it in which yeah. the men have agreed to just leave. And so they say, no, 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 don't finish that backflip. We'll, um, yeah, 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 um, and yeah, and just like in the ridiculous six, Taylor mm. Lautner just giving it his all, yeah, man, is is kind of is kind of fun to watch, kind of like um Eddie Ray's Junior just being a good fight boy in um yeah Surf Ninjas, <laughs> um, he's a real successor to Eddie Ray's Junior, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After um David Schwimmer, what's his name? David Spade, yeah, yeah, jumps off of the uh, cliff naked, yeah, and lands in the thing, and it's quite harsh, and it's a real funk. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the people says, oh, that poor old lady. <laughs> yes. Which feels self-deprecating. Yeah. Rather than spiteful. But yeah. also just sort of showing genuine concern. Yeah. It's a nicer version as opposed to, hey, that old lady just wiped out. What a Yeah, asshole. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Self, self-deprecating humor, which was largely absent. There's one bit where Adam Sandler refers to himself and his boys as fugly, which I think was supposed to be like a, hey, we can laugh at ourselves too, right? Yeah, but then what is it he has as the secret success for actually getting women whilst being fugly? I can't remember what he's There's a three-step plan. Yeah, a three-step pl- uh, program. To dupe women into <laughs> falling in love with him. And to which his them. son then uses to to get the hottest girl in the school to go on a date with him. By which you mean the one with the largest breasts. The is- most ginormous bazongas. Yeah, yeah, which is therefore... I mean, I've consulted the chart. Yeah. And that equals the one that you want to have. But not muscles. No. Because... God, don't make me throw up in your face. In your liberal, bleeding heart face. (laughs) Socialism. Grown-ups too, colon. Socialism? (laughs) Uh, My next good thing is uh, the image of Shaquille O'Neal, who was was asleep in the Wendy house, bursting out of it. Yeah. It was good. It was like Mongo in uh, Blazing Saddles. (laughs) Yeah, there was uh, an impact to that. Yeah. Okay. Both of us actually snorted out loud at one occasion in the movie. Yeah. Not the same occasion. No. Very much like Paul Blart, more Blart. We've each, we each were isolated even from the joys of each other's laughter. <laughs> Your laughter genuinely annoyed me, as I'm sure mine did you. <laughs> it divided us. It divided us. It really set us against each other. Yep. It was like Battle Royale. <laughs> it was a, a Battle Royale of two. <laughs> with just a hammer in between. I think which is just a fight, isn't it? It's just a fight, really, with a hammer. Mine was that during the scene in which um, David Spade is rolling down a hill on a tyre, Ah, uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal has to run to the cop car in order to get into it, mm-hmm. and he goes to sort of casually roll over the front, like um, you know, like a cop in a movie. Mm. He goes to just casually roll over the front of the car, uh, but because he's so large, he just puts a fucking dent into it. Yeah, it's not because he's fat. Yeah, it's because he's so big. Yeah, and and so he just puts a massive dent into the car and like has to roll over it and ruins the car. Yeah, in doing it, and then he just gets into the car and they drive off. Yes, and it's not referenced again. <laughs> Yeah, in in in, ret- in retrospect, it's yeah, it's it's a fairly good visual gag. Really. Yeah, he runs in. It's not that he rolls clumsily across; he just puts the biggest fucking dent in it <laughs> from his massive body, from his massive man body. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. So yeah. yeah, understandable for me Thank in you. in the in the frat the frat man fight. Um, where all the, the town's yeah. skills were pitted against one another to repeatedly injure each other's testicles. Steve, Steve Austin was being fed pudding by his very attractive, as we mentioned, uh, ballet dancer yes. girlfriend. 
and there is conveyor belt mm. like a production line of frat boys running up to him and um as steve austin stone cold yeah. is being fed pudding from a fork f- by his ballet dancer girlfriend yeah he's knocking every single one of them out with a single mm. punch yes and there is a stillness with which he's eating the pudding yeah. compared to like a real frightful punch like yeah. again and again where he's obviously <laughs> just causing children brain damage yeah i did snigger okay that again is understandable. I feel like now that the the veil of Grown Ups Two has been yeah. lifted, we can we are no longer clouded and hating each other. It's like yeah. the evil influence of the Scepter from the Avengers. Yes, <laughs> so we can once again accept each other and our jokes and our the the, the joy you managed to find in Grown Ups Two, which I resented. I resented in you <laughs> that moment of joy. That took you from me. See, <laughs> we, were dri- we were driven apart, but even Adam Sandler <laughs> can't keep us apart. No. And I, f- I feel like the next time we do a truly abhorrent film, Jack and Jill, episode 49. Oh my God. Is uh, we we record a podcast where we, we shout and scream at each other, mm. finish it, delete it. And then, we do, <laughs> and then we do the real episode where we get all the jokes in. Yay. I'm going to go and uh, eat an avocado in my pants after this and... I'm not even going to season it. That's where I'm at right now. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Anything. The one better thing. Oh, thank you. No. <laughs> I wish you hadn't listened yeah. to One Good Thing. We're sorry that you listened to We're One Good Thing. We're sorry that you listened to One Good Thing, guys. It's... It's... I'm sorry. Yeah. We, tr- we tried and now we're both hungry and that's it. That's it. Now, please send your abuse to... OGT Pod, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, OGTpod at gmail.com if you like if you like what you've heard and um, want to see what we could do when we're actually having a good time with the film <laughs> check out some of our other episodes episodes do what Peter did and pick a peck of pickled episodes proper episodes proper episodes great and um, god classic classic brilliant I've got work in about three hours I think <laughs> and the sun's coming up we've recorded this into the yeah. night <laughs> So let's end this. I'm going to just punch myself in the testicles until I can (laughs) also sleep. (laughs) And goodbye, everyone. Be safe. You know what? Just go out and be nice to everyone. Find someone who's as unlike you as possible and do something nice for them. Hey, hey, guys. I really like your hair tonight. Your hair's great tonight. You've done all, great, guys. All well of you. Done. What did you do with it tonight? It just looks so oh, great. God, it smells good. I just what, oh. what's going on? Ah, oh, pay it forward. Yeah, just be nice to each other. Stay mm. safe. Get just, in that melon. Just, just, just bring the love. Go in yeah. dry. Oh God. <laughs> and and just enjoy that while you're alive. Man, Lubricant's unnatural. Yeah. Just don't use it. It's it can lead to yeast infections. Don't use it. It's just go in dry. So that's a yeasty goodbye from me. <laughs> And I'm glad that after two hours and ten minutes of recording, I finally made you laugh. So, goodbye, everyone. I really love you. Yeast bye. Yeasty bye, everyone. I'm Paul Yeastman. (laughs) I'm I'm Yeast Salt. Oh, God. (laughs) Me. And remember, the one yeast thing about... (laughs) About grown-ups, too... Is Shaquille O'Neal rolling down a hill having been punched by Stone Cold Steve Austin? Take care. <laughs>